I have often said to people that if you give me one minute, I can talk to you intelligently and convince you that we have this concept of the Trinity, that is three in one, that three expressions of God are contained in one package. But if you give me two minutes, I'll probably talk myself into us believing that we actually have three gods, not one, and that we worship them in different ways, and then you have to give me another five minutes to put it all back together so we can actually get back to the trinity of the three in one. Because the trinity is confusing at times, and so as we've carried through so far through parts of it in this worship service, identifying it as part of the Apostles' Creed and the way that unveils the Trinity for us, I have to admit that there are times when I feel like the Trinity is very disconnected. Not necessarily to itself, not that the Trinity is disconnected, but I find it a bit disconnected, that I disconnect God into three compartments and I deal with those three compartments very separately. And it almost feels like Jesus was trying to, to get around that in this passage from John that I read. And I'm not sure Jesus does a very good job of it in this short little snippet that we have this morning. Because even as Jesus is talking about the Father and what the Father has is mine, but then the Spirit will come and give you what is mine because it's already mine because it's the Father's. I kind of look at that and I say, I feel disconnected to what it is that Jesus was really trying to do. And so I can't take just those those random four or five verses, but I have to put them together in the whole of what Jesus was talking about. And I think in the end, in the very same way that the Trinity in and of itself brings relationship into the very concept of God, that I can see clearly Jesus was doing. Jesus was completely for for his disciples bringing forth the idea of the relationship between God, Father, God, Son, God, Spirit, for us to to understand that without that complete relationship, we don't have a complete relationship with God. Now, that doesn't mean that in different parts of history, people did not feel a complete relationship with God. But in a sense, what Jesus was doing was coming and letting his disciples know that this presence of God that they feel at times, well, well, that's a part of this relationship. They had felt that when they knew the God of creation. They felt it when they had Jesus Christ so close, right there with them in the flesh. And they'll feel it again when they feel the presence of the Spirit in and among them. That's what the Trinity does for us more than anything else. It builds on, and in a way it completes this relationship that God has been inviting the people of God into since the beginning of creation. And so we're invited into that relationship. We're invited to understand that every part of God is a part of us. Every part of God's relationship to humanity is a part of our relationship to God. That's the connection that we want to find. 
And we start out when we hear that psalm that Sylvia read us, led us through this morning, and we understand that relationship that was set right at the beginning of creation. And a psalmist already brought to us, without knowing a theological concept of the Trinity that is there, the psalmist was already bringing some of that to, to our very being talking about it in creation a way that letting us know that, that God's counting on us to be in relationship with God because we're in relationship with creation. So that beautiful line, why, you know, who are human beings that you should be mindful of us? And then a little later on, in that mindfulness of us, uh, figuring out that God is actually trusting us to be in a good relationship with God's creation, even handing things over to our control. And when I think about that, I mean, sometimes I realize I can look out at all of you and realize that God has trusted all of you with God's creation. And when I look at all, at all of you, I know some of you, and that's kind of scary to think that God has actually done that. And you're probably looking back at me and saying, right back at you, Pastor, we're with you there. I know that sometimes we realize this whole avenue of creation is a little bit troublesome that God would put that kind of trust in us. And when we hear that carried forward now, through the presence of Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ visits with his disciples shortly before his departure and he, and he unveils for them how this relationship will continue to grow, the relationship that he has had with his disciples, everything that gets handed over and that now another will come. A spirit will come to guide us. I have to admit, that should bring me a lot of comfort, but it doesn't always. Because I have realized it's a lot more fun for me to guide God than for God to guide me. I've realized that in my life, I would prefer if Jesus would have said, and I'm going to send you the Spirit who will be at your bidding. I'm going to send you the Spirit so that whatever you think about God is what God will now think, and you will have complete control over God. That would be a trinity I could get on board with, but that's not the God that we have. It's a God that says, I will guide you. And I realize the greatest challenge that comes with that might come back to Psalm, it might come to Psalm 8 that we had, it might come back to creation, it might come back to Jesus Christ, it might come back to the presence of the Spirit. And that for me to be in a relationship with God in all of the ways that God desires to be in a relationship with me, that the biggest thing that I can do, the most important action that I will ever take is to simply allow myself to be guided by God. That also, I realize, is sometimes the most difficult part of this relationship that I have with God. And so it takes me back to hearing God talking to prophets and so forth. 
to realize what it takes for me to know God's guidance is sometimes for me to just stop talking. I'm not going to stop talking right now, but, 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 but that will happen if I stop talking to God. Because I realize the more that I get out in front and talk to God, the less God has a chance to say anything to me. And so for me to be in relationship with the Trinity oftentimes means that I need to be quiet, but not just quiet. I have to be so quiet that I can listen and listen really deeply, really deeply listen to what it is that God is saying to me. And that's not easy for me. So part of our relationship with God is to know that God wants to guide us And so take time to listen. And if you find yourself saying, I hear you, God. Thank you for affirming everything I knew about you. And thank you for affirming that everything that I have ever thought is exactly right according to your plan. Then you're probably not listening. But if you take time to deeply listen, just wait. Because God will not speak until you're actually ready. But when you are actually ready to join into a complete relationship with the Trinity, when you are actually ready for the Spirit to guide you, in that deep listening, then God will speak. Amen.